Fast Custom Shirts here at BoyGab.com and the YouTube page. Joe, since you can't do it, I'm going to try and pay more attention to the chat. Super Nintendo Zach, thank you for always popping in here first, but save the Boy Gab for the end. Yes. I know some people have a problem with that, with the end times coming a little too soon, but premature Armageddon is not our thing right now Mm-mm. bootleg thank you jr yo to you too your stuff's in the mail tomorrow baby boy we are here back up in your ass with the resurrection as they say joe joe yes joe. jeff was it can't i seem can't forget your name man hmm. uh, hey how was your week uh it was busy Busy Tom got a lot of work going on, so I'm in the shop. It's hot, hurt. hot again. Uh, so you know, I get home, I'm rather tired, Tom. Rather tired, but I still I found some time to watch a few things this week, so I'd have more to talk about. You know, you're always watching your independent films and stuff like that, you know, and getting the Paddington up your ass and, and things like that, but uh, but yeah. I'm ready for another lively and stimulating conversation about films and comic books and what have you. Mascots, which we've done before, I realized as I was compiling this list. Yeah, we have, because my oh, shit. list is almost exactly the same. <laughs> as last Why, time. Did you go to the file cabinet and go I to did. M and pull I did. I went, you know, just like, you know. <laughs> ah, here it is, 2017. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, yeah, we had 10 listed and then five honorable mentions. Man, were we fucking dumb. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot Still of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. We're a little less dumb, I think. We're getting wiser in our old age, Tom, but uh, 
yeah, the the week was good, Tom. The week was good. And uh, you, though, I mean, it, people have been anticipating updates about, uh, and I thought about you today because when I was thinking chicken, I was thinking, should I spatchcock this chicken? I'd be thinking of Tom because, you know, you've got problems with your cock or something right now. Yeah, uh, they finally got the scheduling thing sorted out. So uh, on the 31st, it's imaging, as they say. But uh, this is a horrible image in my mind. I I don't even fucking want to think about it. Yeah, I uh, I'm just uh, curious who I'm going to get whacked off by, Joe. Hmm. That's. That's having me have another crisis of faith. It's a, oh, if it's a dude, I'm probably going to go to hell. It's going to be a dude. Yeah, because I also got another thing saying, hey, just to be safe, we're going to, we're going to send you to an old urologist too. But uh, luckily for you, all the ones in your area are no longer accepting new patients. So you're going <laughs> to have to drive an hour and 20 minutes. He gets your fucking wiener looked at by a Chinese gentleman. But mm. you picked a Chinese guy just so you wouldn't feel bad about your tiny penis. Yeah. It'll look monstrous in his hands. <laughs> Should have got a midget Chinese guy at that. that yeah, we'll see. More those, those pictures of the doctors are always deceiving when they send them to you. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Nothing to really say about that until next week, and it's going to be like, man, I'm going to hell. Yeah, <laughs> you are. That is against the law of God, you know. So. I, I pulled out my wiener, he put it in his hands, I came, and he asked me to leave. <laughs> the Christian God, I should say, because uh, we may have other listeners that adhere to like uh, the practices of Buddhism or Muslim or Judaism. Muslim? Or, yeah. Well, I think they all have isms at the end. Damn race. What they're telling me. Mm-hmm. Ism. It's what for me. <laughs> Damn. Well, besides that, uh, I met up with an old friend. Ah, old it's not you. Friends. You're my oldest friend. But this is an old friend. Haven't, se- haven't seen him since the wedding. Let's just call him Mahoney. Okay. So Mahoney lives out in Houston now, right in back of the Astrodome. They got some they got some buildings back there that he lives in. So I went over there, uh, figured out where we wanted to go. And after, you know, about 20 minutes of seeing the same things on our phone, we're just like, all right, we'll just go to Twin Peaks. They seem to be close and have a bunch of drafts on tap, so we'll be good. Have you ever heard of this place, Joe, Twin Peaks? I have heard of Twin Peaks. I've been to Twin Peaks. <sighs> so, I've had uh, a, uh, what do they call it, a naughty brunette? And a, we'll get to that shit, and Joe. And blonde, I think, are there. But anyway, we'll, go ahead. We'll Stop. get to that. Go ahead. <laughs> So, all right, Mahoney and I were just like, all right, we'll do that. And I was like, yeah, I think it's some Hooters type place. So, I mean, we should be able to just sit for a minute and bullshit. And So, we get there, Joe, and I think this is, I don't know if to say a little more or a little less 
than a Hooters type place. But, um, you know, I don't even want to say the ladies who work there because they all seem, you know, uncomfortably young. Like whoever the manager was, was definitely hiring for a specific age and height and body type. It was, it was, it was the manager's weird fantasy. But anyways, uh, having never been to this place, I was surprised at the costumes that they were asked to wear. <laughs> Why don't you describe the costumes of this establishment, Joe? Uh, they're like plaid skirts, shorts. <laughs> they're like a lump. It's like a lumberjack bra with sleeves. Yeah. yeah. That you have to get two sizes too small, so the gimmicks just right. automatically pop up. And that's on a regular day, because I know they have like lingerie days or shit like that there too. But uh, yeah. Um, but in comparison to Hooters, at least there's a bigger menu. You know, <laughs> I haven't been to Hooters in years, and all fairness, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> they're, you know, not even their beer is good, and it's hard to complain about beer. So, uh, also, their bottoms that I guess they're cut high. I don't want to say cut low because they're cut high. So, all these girls, the bottom of their butt cheeks hang out. So the whole time when I'm sitting there, I'm seeing all these waitresses having their hands behind their back, grabbing the bottom of their butt cheeks, trying to lift them up and separate them. And flash forward, lucky for us, our food was served by one who I didn't observe them pinching and pulling on their fucking ass meat. So I was happy for that. Anyways, the fucking, uh, like, the hostess was the same as the waitress, and it was this little Asian girl, and, uh, you know, it was weird, you know, you're just like, all right, this is a little more than I was expecting, having never been to this place, just look this girl in the eye, even though it's just like this the whole fucking time, just, you know, just be polite. Keep staring her in the eyes. Uh, I didn't want any appetizers. Ma, I was going to say Maloney. Mahoney, he says, Oh, yeah, can um, we get the triple, the uh, triple whatever uh, sampler uh, uh, plate and instead of the, uh, instead of the uh, fried pickles? Can we get more mozzarella bites? Okay, sure. And I was just like, hey, and uh, can I get a uh, a drop dead 22 as well? Because I would feel like an absolute creep piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Can I get one of those drop dead gorgeous reds, please? Can I objectify you a little more in this fucking place? <laughs> so I thought I was keeping it classy enough with the uh, just saying the drop dead 22. So she goes, it's a minute since we see anything. You know, we think she'd come back and check on us, see if we want to. Oh, wait. When she took Curran's uh, appetizer order. Mahoney. She, she, fuck, when I took Mahoney's appetizer order. It's a good impression, though. I figured it out. 
<laughs> oh shit. I was just like, yeah, um, I'm going to want to, like, we're going to want to order some regular food too. And she looked at me like, what? So anyway, she comes back like 15 minutes later. With a full order of fried pickles, a full order of the mozzarella sticks, and then a fucking, like, a thing of chips with salsa, guacamole, and cheese, and fucking Mahoney's like, oh, um, excuse me, yo, I was, uh, seeing if, uh, you know, we could replace the pickles with the, with the mozzarella sticks, and she was just like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, oh, oh, never mind. And then she walked away. I said, see, Curran, that's how they get you. They fucking distract you with the gimmicks and get you all flustered. So you just fucking order whatever. And then he's looking at the chips. It's like, oh, I wonder who those belong to. Because that, that's not ours. It was supposed to come with, with the pickles. The, the mozzarella sticks and buffalo chicken fingers. So she came back. It's like, oh, excuse me, yo. Uh, instead of the chips, we were supposed to have the, the buffalo chicken fingers. And she was like, oh, no, you ordered this, the triple, the triple play, which is the fucking chips, <laughs> the sauce, <laughs> the guacamole, and the cheese. Like that itself was the triple play. <laughs> and all she heard was pickles and mozzarella sticks because he has a voice that you have to know him to fully understand and everything. <laughs> So she brought up three fucking appetizers, like full fucking things. Yeah. And her hands were all full and shit. When she came to the table with, I was like, oh shit, what the fuck? And that's why she looked weird. I was like, oh yeah, we're going to want to order yeah. some. <laughs> and then Mahoney said he was going to order some chicken. But she was just like, oh, you know, I can bring you buffalo wings, too. I'm, I'm sorry for the, oh, no, no, that's all right. And he didn't want to be a fucking, like, I don't know, a mo. So he ordered the ribs instead of the chicken, which he wanted. <laughs> oh, shit. So I got the fish and chips and Joe. It was the best fish and chips I've ever fucking had. I was shocked. I like a lady who I didn't see digging in her ass, spreading her cheeks, brought it to us. So that was a plus. And then the fucking, it was like actual fish. It wasn't like just pressed scraps and shit. Yeah. For, you know what I'm saying? Like this was actual. It's one of the of better food. things on their menu. Yeah. If I ever go back, I don't know. The place was uncomfortable as shit. It should have just said misogynies on the <laughs> fucking front. Holy shit. But yeah, it was an uncomfortable place to uh, go. Maybe if I knew what the fuck I was getting into. Because I was sitting like where I was facing the door and I could see everybody walk in. There was all types of people. There were like people walking in with sunglasses and shit like they were about to go to a strip club. Like, they're going to pick up the waitresses and shit. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple that looked like they were swingers looking to pick somebody up. And I'm thinking in my head, 
this is a fucking restaurant. I don't know what you're what you're expecting. And then this other couple came in. It was like a white couple, and the lady was like legit stereotypically holding her handbag, walking in there and looking around and shit. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. So, anyways, we're eating, laughing about current order and three fucking appetizers and shit. I was like, oh, fuck, Mahoney ordering three appetizers and shit. So, I'm just like, oh, don't worry about it. Lori likes fried pickles. I'll bring those home for her. So, I got that. Well, before that, I was like, hey, man, get whatever. I'll pay for it. I haven't seen you for a while. I gotcha. And he was like, oh, no, you don't have to do that, trying to get all uppy. So I was just like, all right. And then after that, he ordered three appetizers. And then on the way back, I was like, yeah, he probably should have just let me get it, motherfucker. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we're eating. And uh, fucking I had a couple beers in me at that point. So uh, she comes back. And I'm just like, all right, maybe you get this before. I don't know. I've never been to this place, but uh, you know, this isn't called Twin Twin Peaks because of those movies in the show, right? Right. Which is it's what just... I thought it was when it initially. Oh, oh, they made a restaurant devoted to the David Lynch show. This is gonna be odd. Nope, not what it means at all. And she was just like, oh no, this is the first time I'm hearing of that. What is this? I'm just like, oh, I've never seen it, but I'm pretty sure it's about a girl who gets raped and murdered. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, what? I'm just like, yeah, I know, it's weird. And then I come in here, and all you guys are popping the gimmicks up and shit. Like, I'm trying to look you in the eye and everything, but this place is fucking ridiculous. She's like, oh, that's okay. I'm just like, yeah, I'm sorry. This is just not what the fuck I was expecting. It's like, I couldn't just say, what are you doing with your life? I saw the prices on the menu. It's not much more than any other places. So I'm expecting there's like one dude a day who gives them like a fucking big tip. Like they're working them or whatever. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. But uh, so when I'm doing that, I'm not paying attention. And I guess Curran's having a fuck. Mahoney's having a moment with the fucking black dude in back of him because Mahoney's a black dude too. So they're bonding. And then fucking she goes to get the checks and then Mahoney starts talking to me like this. I'm just like, dude, I can't fucking hear you. What are you? And then he just keeps trying to open his hands up a little more. Just so, dude, I don't know what's going on. So finally he says, oh yeah, the guy in back of me, he, he tapped me on the shoulder. And he was looking straight at the waitress's ass when you were talking to her. And then he looked at me and then he went. And for the fucking people who aren't watching, the guy gave Mahoney a wink with one of those twinkles and a thing. <laughs> like they had a connection like, oh, we, we're living the good life, brother. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Mahoney felt fucking probably just as uncomfortable as I did because these these broads were pretty young. I mean, they were of age, you know what I'm saying? But being a man of a certain age myself now, it's just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, yeah. I, 
I don't know people who were regularly uh, frequent establishments like this. I don't. That's just, it ain't my thing. But I mean, the food was what I had. It was pretty decent. Maybe it's just because of the fucking scenery. I don't know. But to be honest, I was trying to divert my eyes most of the time. Maybe because I was raised by a mother and half a sister. I don't know. But I just can't look around and be like, yep, meat's on display. Mm. Join us next week when Tom visits Ojos Locos. Or is this some wilder shit? This is uh, like the Mexican Hooters or Twin Peaks or whatever. And uh, you like mediocre Mexican food a whole lot. So, uh, But, you know, I'm more than certain that the women working in this place are not citizens. So, I mean. <laughs> so you may actually be able to, in fact, pick them up. Right. Yes. <laughs> and what is this called again? Ojos Locos, which translates to crazy eyes. And this is in Houston. They're all over. They're all over the goddamn place. All right. Yeah. Maybe next time I meet up with Mahoney, I'll say I was recommended a place. <laughs> so we'll see. But yeah, maybe if they fucking had stretch marks on their tits and a cesarean scar, it would have been a little more comfortable, but just these fucking girls being so young and I don't know. Why the fuck? Everybody's got to work. Maybe they're just able to work guys out of tips or something. But Yeah, maybe I it's don't. a stepping stone to something else. You would hope. Yeah, dude. Like, maybe. that's where motherfuckers go to cast actors for their content they create. Mm, right. <laughs> Yeah. That's what I got out of it. Like motherfuckers will go there and eat fucking chips just to be like, Do you like movies? Hmm? Do you like pornography movies? <laughs> hmm. You ever done any modeling? <sighs> yeah, it was it was wild, Joe. I will I will say that. <laughs> But the fish and chips were good. <laughs> but I didn't see any of those fucking whores washing their hands after they were clapping their cheeks and shit. <laughs> it was the it was the damnedest thing. Like they were this was the thing that they do. They would wait up at the bar for their drinks, put their hands behind their back and like lift their butt cheeks up. Instead, you know, I'll put my hands in my pocket or yeah. fold my arms or something. No, yeah. now listen, ladies, while you're out there, you got to make sure fucking people puke when you bring them their food. People are here for ass, you see. Yeah, it was. That shit was fucking wild, man. And the children were there. There were some children there, too. Yeah, yeah. That's always strange, but. And they were working there, you see. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, like, the fucking... <laughs> you know how every fucking restaurant has a couple three-foot-tall Mexican ladies working in the back? Mm -hmm. They weren't dressed like that. I mm -hmm. mean, you wanted equality. Bring it. 
Or I guess she's in fucking Ojo Locos or whatever the fuck you said. You'll find out. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe after I get my penis chopped off, I'll get a job there. There you go. Because I got crazy eyes now. Because it's reverse sleep away, King. <laughs> well, Tom, I, uh, I went to the theater this past mm. day. And uh, was planning on doing this as a boy guy bonus, but that didn't work out for me. I've been kind of busy. And uh, Google was, security is top notch, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. I went to see a new film from the fine intellectual folks at A24. Have you heard of this studio, Tom? Hold on, fuck. No, Joe, I haven't. Mm. So, uh, the new A24 film is called Talk to Me. And once again, uh, Texas Horror Cult had uh, some tickets to give away for the sneak preview. And it was at the Angelica Theater, which I had not been to in like five years or so. But I remember it being... uh, a ritzy, fancy type place where they show a lot of independent movies or A24. Like A24 is the perfect kind of movie to show at this uppity fucking place. It's where motherfuckers wear like pork pie hats and hats the artist wears with the stems and shit. Mm -hmm. That's just like a goofball thing that goes around. Yeah. They drink wine and wear scarves. Yeah, they have wine. They have like a little wine bar or something. Well, uh, we get there. And it's like kind of fallen into disrepair. It seems like it could use a little bit of work, you know. And goddamn, is this place crowded? I mean, it's crowded, and there's a lot of goofy women there wearing pink because they were also doing a sneak preview for Barbie. Which in my day, fucking Angelic Angelica would not be showing that shit. Right, you would think so, but. I guess they didn't want to lose out on some of this money, some of these ticket sales or whatever. But, uh, yeah, a lot of these theaters now that are, uh, that were once, you know, just, we're just going to show uppity stuff. They'll show Star Wars or they'll show the Marvel movies just because that's going to bring people in. And theaters are suffering, they say, Tom. You wouldn't know that from this day, though, because it was fucking crowded in there and it was hot because there was so many people. And I'm kind of, Usually it's Lisa that has problems with crowds and everything, but I was kind of like, God damn, you know, what What the fuck? You know, I find our theater that we're going to be in. The, oh, yeah, there's a line over there, and it starts over there, and it's like, well, it's a pretty big Just line. Just look for the motherfuckers with the hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I said, oh, okay, there's some people wearing black T-shirts and shit. Okay, so this is the horror movie line. You know, they're not wearing pink or anything. Get in line. This other young fellow with the... A bit of a fro. He looked like a perm, like he had a perm done. You know, excuse me, is this the uh, line for the new A24 film? <laughs> you know, it doesn't say the name of the movie because he's a, he's a fucking cultist. <laughs> you know, these A24 fans are fucking like cult members, man. You know, they'll do anything. And uh, sure enough, he's wearing an A24 t-shirt. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the prices on those. They 
they sell for like 50 bucks a piece for a fucking t-shirt. Yeah, well. Uh, I also bought the Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, vinegar syndrome. Hold my drink. <laughs> but yeah, remember we were on here. They sent uh, sent me the fucking invoice and that goofy ass embossed envelope and shit. Yeah. Remember that? And yep. they sent me a postcard for some movie. I don't even know what the fuck it is. Didn't have the name of the movie or anything on it. Just said A24. Yeah. You're goofy. So we're in this line, right? And uh, and I'm like, well, shit, I'm, I don't know how long we're going to be in this line. Let me go get a beer. And it's like, no, I don't want to go get in that line for a fucking beer. <laughs> you know, and they said, it's like, just go. Just go get yourself a beer. You'll calm down. You'll quit being all pissy. I'm like, all right. So I go. I'm in line for the beer, and I'm getting Lisa some popcorn and shit. I think, well, I better buy myself two beers. So I do that, <laughs> I'm here, <laughs> and then I see, I see the the door of the theater. You know that like there's a little line forming there, and I see the guy that that runs Texas Horror Cult, and he says, "Oh, this is the line. Get over here." So, well, what the fuck line was I in? So I get over there, get in that line, call Lisa over there, holding my beer, struggling with all the shit I'm holding. Did you let the guy who asked you about the line know? Fuck no, I didn't. <laughs> nope. Uh, there's a guy in front of us, and he's all, hey, you know, th- this is a line, right? This is a line for the thing. And, and Oh, you know, no, I'm just wearing Texas Horror Cult on my shirt because yeah, I'm a dickhead. Right. I was wearing the Texas Horror Cult shirt, representing, you know. Uh, and he goes, yeah, because I got my, my ticket right here. Do y'all have tickets? And, nope. I was like, we're on a list or some shit. So, okay, okay. And uh, finally, they start letting us in. You know, more people, A24 wearing motherfuckers. Like, like these people, there's a lot of them, you know? And like I said, they're a fucking cult. And they're having the kind of conversations you would imagine that those people would have, you know, about other A24 films, you know, because that's all that's on their mind, A24, A24. Like, what's some of these conversations you Well, well hold on, because check this all out. Right, this guy then. is so fucking excited in, in front of us, you know? And uh, he gets up there and he shows them his little code ticket or whatever. And they're like, what the fuck is that? I was like, well, you know, it's this ticket I, I got. And they look at it letterboxed. Hmm. No. What do you, we have like reserved seats for press. And that's OK. Here's another thing. Press is no longer like for people that the. No, um, we can get press passes. Right, we can get press passes. No longer <laughs> for people that write for a newspaper or anything. It's just like assholes on the internet like us. Uh, they go, we've got like reserved seating uh, ahead of time, and then everybody else has to go get in line, and it's good luck. You know, you either make it in or you don't. So, whomp, 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 he takes that walk of shame. There's no way he's going to get in. No way at all. It sucks to be you, dude. But anyway... <sighs> That was the guy wearing the shirt. No, this was a different guy. This All was right. a guy that had the the ticket that he was like, "Yeah, man, I got this like a week ago. I'm I'm pumped to see this. Mm. You'll see it one day." Um, yeah, it's the scam they get you. They've been doing for fucking years and years and years with these preview screenings. Mm-hmm. They say, "Oh yeah, we get you a ticket," but it's just yeah. okay. Maybe just wait in line, fucker. <laughs> get in line. Hope for the best. Yep. Yeah. So 
we get our seats, you know, and uh, with these sneak previews, they don't show trailers or anything. They just roll right into the movie. You know, they tell you, hey, we got a cop here. Nobody be filming or anything. Yeah, whatever. Um, I uploaded the film uh, two days ago. <laughs> oh, I, um, I watched it. They started talking like this. I turned it right the fuck off. <laughs> yes, it is an Australian movie, and they speak Australian throughout. Mm. So, you know, no benefit of subtitles. <laughs> This bitch opened her mouth and went. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking, man. If they start bringing out the jibberty doo or whatever the fuck that thing's called, I'm out of here. Enough with the crikeys. God damn it. Okay, so this movie, and uh, if you're planning on, I'm going to spoil the fuck out of it. So you can either like fast forward through this shit if you're watching live, turn it off for a little while or whatever. Nah, just fucking be spoiled. You've already seen horror movies you know what's going to happen you know how these things are going to end and just uh for the sake of me clipping this so this whole story that proceeds isn't part of the clip what movie are you talking about there joe i am talking about talk to me the don Cheadle film that's what i was gonna say the one (laughs) about the black guy in the radio yeah uh no the new a24 movie uh but you should keep that whole like preface in there Anyway, um, okay, so this movie is about a young lady that uh, her mother committed suicide, and she's living with another family, like, I guess, a friend of hers, and their single mom, and their little brother, and uh, they go to a party where a couple of other mates, blokes, whatever, they have a embalmed hand of a medium i mean i got one you don't a psychic you know and what you can do they do this as a party trick they tie the person up to a chair and they touch the hand and then once they touch the hand they can see a ghost and if they say like invite you know i invite you in the ghost possesses them and then before 90 seconds are up they have to break the connection with the hand so uh so or what? Or the ghost will take over them forever or some shit. Some shit bad will happen. Okay. So they go through all that and, you know, they, they do it and it's, oh shit, this is awesome. You know, and they're making little YouTube films, TikToks, whatever. And uh, so let's do that again. Let's invite these guys over and, uh, and do that again and have our own little party. So they do. Everybody takes turns doing it. And then the young boy wants to do it. You know, and they're like, nah, you're too young. You're too, this is like, hey, well, no, we'll stop it at like 30 seconds, you know, but Tom, the young boy is seeing that girl's mom, her suicided mom. So she's like, no, I got to talk to my mom. They go past the time limit, Tom. They go past the time limit. And the boy just starts like banging the shit out of his head against tables, furnitures, fucking himself all up. Let me ask you, let me stop you there, sorry. So this boy Mm -hmm. that you said held the hand, was this the same Australian-African boy that they showed in the trailers? No, that is a young, the young lady, that's the young Okay, all right, because I was going to say, I thought that was a girl. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Sorry. So this is a younger boy, looks to be about 12, 13, and he just fucks himself up. He fucks himself up. They take him to the hospital. They're trying to, like, 
cover things up and like, well, well, what now? This kid's still possessed somehow. Now this girl's seeing like ghosts. She's seeing visions. Everybody that was there was seeing visions and shit. And uh, there's some jump scares and there's some, you know, crazy shit. Uh, and the boy's still trying to kill himself whenever he regains consciousness. And the makeup on the fucked up boy is pretty good. They did a good job. He looked like somebody who'd actually been beaten up. And, uh, and then, yeah, it's just like, well, the ghosts are saying, you know, her mom's ghost is saying, hey, you got to, the only way you can save him is by killing him, you know, and you got to set him free. You got to put him out of his misery. But Tom, these ghosts are liars. They're bad people. So they're bad ghostesses, you know. You're telling me that I shouldn't trust a spook? At the beginning of the movie, they they kind of set this all up as they're driving down the road and they see a, a kangaroo, Tom, that has been hit <laughs> by a car. And they're like, well, you got to put it out of its misery. And I'm thinking Tom would have. Tom would have just fucking grabbed some bricks. And... Tom would have then walked away crying with his head and, held and, uh, so no one could can't tell. do it. So she's set up for this, Tom. She's set up. And then there's a ridiculous scene where they show a kangaroo in the hospital. She sees a vision of a fucking kangaroo. Oh, I was thinking of like a kangaroo in a bed with an IV hooked up to it. (laughs) um, And, uh, but she doesn't, Tom. She doesn't kill the boy. It's it's set up like, yeah, this is what she's going to do. But no, she takes her own life. And then, boom, she's in walking in dark hallways and seeing, like, other ghosts around, like the ghost of her dad. And, How did the uh, ghosts look? Some of them look fucked up, you know? Like, all uh, much better than than uh, the ghosts or dead people in a certain Tales from the Crypt episode we'll be talking <laughs> about later. Um, they look pretty good. The look of this shit was good. Um but now, Tom, she's a ghost, mm. and she sees a hand reach out, and she reaches out and touches it. All of a sudden, she's in a party, and she's holding that embalmed hand, and that's the end. Okay, so uh, pretty good, you know. I I didn't think it was great, but I think uh, it's a it's a good horror flick. I don't think it's for the A twenty four crowd, you know. I think it's not as cerebral as they would want. They're going to say they love it anyway, you know, but it, it is more like a straight up horror flick. Uh, I think it's going to do really well. I think this is going to be a movie for like the younger crowd that watches it. This is going to be like one of their movies that, Oh, that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, you know, love that movie. Uh, but it's certainly a different thing for a 24. It's not about like a little boy lamb, you know, <laughs> not, like, it was a lady. Uh, uh, it's not as slow as like the witch or midsummer or stuff like that you know it's uh it's straightforward and i'd recommend it you know for people that like like a lot of the common stuff it's gonna do well i think it's good that it didn't come out this past weekend because it would have got its ass kicked and nobody would have gone to see it but uh but yeah man it's all right it's, you know, definitely better than I thought it was going to. I wasn't know what to expect because I hadn't watched the trailer or anything. But thank you, Texas Horror Cult, uh, for inviting. And in a couple of weeks, I'll be talking about The Last Voyage of the Demeter as I got a sneak preview pass to that thing as well. 
Well, you do like Draculas. I, I do. I do. Speaking of Draculas, Joe, do you like Big Bad Wolves? Sometimes. Do you like the Big Bad Wolf? Uh, I don't know. Do you like the movie Big Bad Wolf? I don't believe I've seen it. This is a mid-2000s one. Very, very of its time, Joe. Hmm. So Kevin Smith is in it. Kevin Smith is not in it. Oh. Uh, nobody you know is in it, I think. Or maybe you do know some of these jabronis. I don't. I didn't. But uh, this is the second time that I've seen this thing. Once when it first came out, running it from good old Hollywood video. And uh, the second time being earlier today. <laughs> this is about a, uh, a dork-ass bitch. And he lives with his mother and his stepdad. His stepdad's a fucking cunt. His mom's always crying because the stepdad's an abusive bitch. And they don't live in, like, squalor and shit with, like, brown shit running down the walls and tin cans in the building, like, in the side of the room, like you would think, for the way I described them. They live in a nice house. There's probably a jacuzzi in the bathtub. The stepdad looks like he makes money. He acts like it. So, uh... The uh, dork-ass kid to impress, like, the cool kids at school, I guess, steals a key to his stepdad's cabin in the woods. And uh, he says that he'll take these group of fucking dildo kids with him if uh, they drive and let one of his friends, who's a girl, a rocker girl, who does live in a trash can parked outside of her fucking mechanic shop. So uh, they go into the woods. They get attacked by a werewolf. This werewolf speaks and says Freddy Krueger type shit. Uh, before the werewolf attack, there's two of the teens. They go off and uh, the guy's getting blown. He's like, all right, enough of this. And it's one of those movies where it actually shows the back of the head and the guy looking up like, oh, yeah, I'm getting blown in a movie and shit. So you know it's classy. Yeah. So he throws her on the bed and he tries to fuck her. Because why wouldn't you after you've been getting blown like that? But she's one of those, oh, no, how dare you? I'm a virgin. I'll blow everybody in the fucking joint. But don't you dare try and put your wiener in me. She gets up. Yeah, she gets up. Oh, you fucking asshole. And then a werewolf attacks Joe. And the werewolf has sex with her. It was a rape wolf. (laughs) It happens a few times. The guy, how could you? She's a virgin. Oh, not anymore. You're telling me you didn't hit it, dog. And he said, Dog. Shit hit it. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh <clears throat> the rape wolf kills everybody except the dork ass kid and his rocker girlfriend. They get away, they figure out that it's the stepdad 
who's actually the rape wolf and he has these business trips every full moon but it's really him going to seclude himself in that cabin so uh <sighs> they got to get dna evidence to prove that uh he's a werewolf so uh the kid the stepson and his friend they're all like looking through stuff and they're trying to get like hair out of his comb and shit and then oh shit my stepdad's home so he takes off tries to distract him she fucking trips so she can't get away and she's trapped upstairs and then he's all oh, get out of here i'm going upstairs blah 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 finds the girl like what are you doing here oh i know what you want and then she ends up blowing him and then spitting his jizz out in a coffee cup and then bringing that to get the fucking dna test from (laughs) and then the wolf does some killings and some more rapings and It was a very, very sleazy, weird fucking werewolf movie, but if it was uh, shot on uh, film, this would definitely be a Vinegar Syndrome movie, but uh, too bad it was made in 2006, somewhere around then, so. Yeah, no, it's definitely better than Troma. It reminds me a lot of the style of Slash and... uh, 2001 maniacs yeah kind of looks and feels like that because it's very of that time and shit i remember not liking it probably because it was so fucking goofy and i was in my oh it's gotta be whore mate but no this this movie's right up my alley now and i laughed a lot it's not good like (laughs) i'm not trying to say oh this is a great fucking movie but if you want to be entertained and like laugh at ridiculous bullshit, some fucking ridiculous bullshit, Joe. So yeah, Big Bad Wolf, uh, check it out. I had a fun time with it, but you know, it probably doesn't say much for my character. No. <laughs> you watch anything else? I watched Shogun's Joy of Torture. Uh, this is a Japanese exploitation movie, Tom, featuring uh, torture in every uh, segment. There's three segments. Let's see. In the first one, uh, a girl is living with her brother, and her brother comes home from work, or they bring him home. The crew brings him home because he had an accident, and uh, the pissed boss, his pants. Yes. The boss says, hey, don't worry. I'll take care of uh, the uh, medical expenses because he wants to fuck the sister. He wants her to become his mistress. When you say the boss, you mean Bruce? Yes. And uh, the brother is like, no, I know what he wants. And I want you. I love you. You know, and it's like, you know, I'm ashamed that I love you because you're my sister. But still, I want you. I guess, I don't know. It's a Japanese thing. I I really don't understand it. Um. but the boss fucks her anyway, and I think the brother does too. And anyway, like the brother ends up killing himself, and she kills the boss. And then they, uh, the cops come, uh, the shogun comes, and they torture her. 
so she can confess to like being an adulteress. They said they're gonna we're gonna let you go on the on the murder or whatever, but <laughs> but listen here, whore. Adultery is punishable <laughs> by death. So yeah, so they're trying to get her to confess to that. And uh does she I don't know, they fucking execute her, you know. On to the next story. The next story is about a uh like a big shot nun that goes to a new abbey and she's got some lesbian lover with her. But uh, she sees this other nun sneak off and start fucking a priest. And she's like, hey, I want some of that, too. I've never been with a man, you know. And she uh, she kind of, like, <laughs> blackmails this priest into fucking her. But she kind of, like, fell in love, too. She's like, hey, you know, I dig this, this straight relationship thing. Maybe this is for me. Maybe this is what's been missing my whole life. Maybe, but, uh, maybe this is what's filling my hole. Yeah, but he's like, nah, man, I love her. So she has that other nun tortured, just tortures the shit out of her. Uh, and they get the, I don't know, it, it's fucking weird. <laughs> you know, the cops come and they execute and torture everybody. The end of that story. The last one is about a tattoo artist. Makes a tattoo of a... I don't know, some chicken agony on the back of some other geisha, you know, and some guy goes by, you know, it's the Shogun again. He goes, ha ha, that's shitty. He goes, it doesn't show the face of true agony. So How did he there. really say it, though? It's that one shitty. Um, so he, you know, goes to the Shogun, hey, well, let me observe you doing these tortures, you know, that way I can understand what's going on. And uh, they have a bunch of white women captive, you know, for Christianity was illegal in Japan at that time, so they came over to minister, but no, they're just going to get tortured, you know? So they stripped them all down, and that's what you do in Japan. You strip them down first before the torture begins, and they're just torturing everybody. The tattoo artist is making sketches, and, uh, like, he kidnaps a chick and starts doing his art on her, and then he kills the samurai, and then everybody's, like, trying to kill him, and I don't know. They kill him. It's fucking weird. Uh, that last story is pretty good. I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever watch this again, but I think I'm going to keep it in the collection until I, until I decide. It was all right. If you're into the, you know, crazy ass Japanese shit, this is some crazy ass Japanese shit right here. Uh, Arrow. I watched, uh, started to watch one of the special features. You know, it's one of these things from Film Expert. And as soon as I saw the guy and heard his voice, nope, turn that shit right off. Uh, yeah, this is why I don't watch special features, you know. The only asshole that I want to hear talk about movies is you, Tom. Fuck yeah, high five. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah. What about you, Tom? You watch anything else? I did, Joe. I continued my journey through the Black Cobra series. Now I'm on Black Cobra 3, The Manila Connection. Mm. Surprisingly, it has nothing to do with Godzilla's son. I was mm -hmm. disappointed with that shit because, as we know, I'm a Manila fan. You are. And he was not in this. You like Manila folders, I Manila do. wafers. You know, all that shit. The Thriller in Manila is your favorite uh, boxing match ever? Ever? Thriller in Manila? Ever? I'm a fucking New Yorker now and shit. Good for you, Joe. 
expanding your horizons. Anyways, Black Cobra 3, Fred Williamson's back, as I think his name's Robert Malone. I remember Malone from last time. Robert Malone. Mahoney. uh, Mahoney Malone. (laughs) And uh, what happens? It's kind of like the beginning of Stone Cold. I think it's uh I think Stone Cold got it from Cobra where uh grocery stores getting robbed and it's just uh three crackers, three young punk crackers are in a grocery store causing trouble, gonna rob it. But you know, Malone knows the deal. He sees these whites while he's shopping, he's like, they look like they're up to no good. I'm gonna follow them. I'm going to profile these honkies. And he did the right thing because they pull out fucking guns. Hey, oi! Listen the fuck up! This is a robbery! Then Fred's just checking his stuff out. There's like, oh, I told you not to move! This is a fucking robbery! He's like, oh, yeah. The cops are already on their way here. He's checking out. Then he shoots them all and kills all these fucking children. And uh, he goes, uh, it's like, next scene, he's going back to the uh, cop, the uh, police chief who was in the last one, the Mahoney cop, where he's just like, motherfucker, you ain't doing shit by the books. So that guy's back for a scene. That was great. He's like, listen here, chief. I want to go back to the Philippines. Fuck me another couple of lady boys. God damn it. No, I need you here now. And then right then his phone rings. So the fucking police chief picks it up. Hello? Who is this? What do you want? Oh, I'm so sorry, chief. Yes? Yes? Oh. oh okay, then. God damn it. You got your time off. Fred Williams is like, ha, I knew you were a good guy. <laughs> so then he goes to Manila, and uh, he's off to uh, take down a terrorist, Joe. There's uh, Filipino teats, Filipinos getting shot, and uh, Fred Williamson and a couple people walking through scenery for about 15 minutes. I know, you know. We have the internet nowadays, so if we want to see scenery or see what other lands and shit looks like, we can we can just go on the computer and see that shit. Unfortunately for me, the person who watched this movie, they didn't have that luxury back then. <laughs> so it was a lot of just shooting scenery with people walking through it, Joe. Stock footage. No, it wasn't stock footage. They actually went there and had Fred walk through these waterfalls and jungles and shit. (laughs) But it was was a good 15 minutes of the fucking movie. But uh, out of all of them so far, this felt the most Filipino exploitation of them all. Vic Diaz wasn't in it, so it wasn't a classic staple of Filipino exploitation, but... It was all right. Better than the first one. Not as good as the second one, but it was all right. That's all I got to say about that shit, Joe. All right, Tom. Um, 
I watched season two of American Barbecue Showdown. Not Korean barbecue. I don't even know what that shit is. Brazilian barbecue? I don't know. Well, I think they did do a, an episode that was that they cooked like that, Brazilian style. But uh, if you're into barbecue, this show is pretty cool. Uh, you'll learn some new shit. Uh, you'll see a bunch of tools that you'll never use. You know, a bunch of different, like, really expensive uh, grills and smokers and shit like that. Uh, but I dig it. That's all I got to say about it. It's, not, it's a competition show, you know, so it's formulaic. But interesting shit to me. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that, Joe. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Uh, last thing I watched, I just watched it. It's called Cult Hero. It's about a it's about a guy who talks like this, and you know it's supposed to be funny because he talks like this, and he's an inept fucking guy and shit. Yeah. So uh it's this guy, he's like a disgraced reality show star. He had a show where he'd like go and infiltrate cults and take down cults. It was called Cult Busters. But uh he got in too deep with a cult. And they were gonna torture. Fuck yeah. He was gonna they were gonna torture and kill a guy until uh he pulled off his cult mask and said, Oi, everybody fuck off. I got guns and shit now, and I'm taking this cult down. And then they say, Hey, fuck you, kill the guy anyways, and then take their little Peter Pop off water and die and Everybody ends up killing themselves, and then he ends up shooting the cult leader. And then they're like, "What the fuck is this? No, this is this is highly illegal and not a show. You are fucking canceled, and all this blah 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 blah." So now he's disgraced, living in like a broken down camper in the woods. We see this lady; she's like a stereotypical Karen. And uh, her husband's a little wiener guy. She enrolls him into like this self-help getaway thing. But it's really a cult. So then they come together to take down this cult, Joe. Uh, it was a comedy in the vein of like Hobo with a shotgun and Mad Heidi. Didn't really work for me. I didn't care for any of the two characters of the leads or anything. But... uh. Like, the gore was pretty fun, and, like, the funny gore and shit, that worked for me. But I've seen worse. This kind of shit just uh, doesn't really hit for me, Joe. Sorry. Watch it if you want. It was okay. Uh, I'll just probably never watch it again. Hey, Joe. You know, like, out of nowhere, where your stomach will go... And you're just like, oh, shit, I got a shit right now. Mm -hmm. Fill time. I'll be back. All right. Now, it's Tom is uh, take. Oh, shit. He put me on like the solo camera thing. And you know what? He's full of shit because he said he was going to be watching the chat to see what's up with y'all. You know, but he hasn't referred back to it yet once. So I'm sorry for him neglecting you. I can't see it. I, I don't think. I don't know. Let me see. Let me. No, I don't see anything in here. Oh, wait a minute. Comments. Oh, yeah, here we go. 
Uh, can we review other seasons of Tales from the Crypt? I hope not, because this season really, really sucks. I thought about maybe going to uh, to watch some of the cartoon. You know, they did like Tales from the Crypt Keeper or something. And uh, yeah, I might watch that because I never saw that shit. I know they made action figures and stuff, but uh, it's probably going to suck too. Uh, let's see what else is on here. Uh, God, I didn't miss the light. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hangover Burger. Is that one of the, the Twin Peaks' things? I don't know. I don't know. Um, the Ron Jeremy session. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Okay, so, yeah, what else can I talk about? Fuck, I don't know. He does this. He takes a shit in the middle of the show. You know, when he should have gone before, he knows what he ate earlier. And he knows his stomach is very, uh, very sensitive. He's got the, a, well, I guess so, white woman's stomach is, you know, what he has. And uh, I'm sure the doctors are going to be talking to him about that when he goes in to have his cock checked. Uh, it's a bad thing. Bad thing. I would be quite worried myself if I had uh, cock issues going on. Uh, what else? Oh. I... No, I didn't fucking read that. I read this comic here called uh, Gunfighters from Hell, which I would flip through and show you some of this really cool artwork. Well, like, yeah, I guess here's a page. Some good shit in here, but I can't flip through all of it because there's a lot of tits, and YouTube is not uh, fond of tits for some reason. Who doesn't like tits? But uh, this is about a... Uh, a demon, a cowboy demon, and he decides to become a renegade and uh, go against the devil and try to stop the apocalypse because the demons are trying to make the apocalypse happen sooner than it was happening. And there's not much to the story. He's just shooting a lot of people, and there's some badass art. Uh, I don't know how easy this shit is to find, but if you like some of the crazy comics that came out at that time and i guess it was the early 2000s let's see i don't know that print's pretty small and these old peepers of mine just ain't what they used to but this is like a, a limited whatever 85 of 200 they made joe vigil and i don't know some other asshole but the good stuff man tom i hope he had paper in there if he didn't have paper that's gonna be some bullshit let me see more comments I do have a bitchy stomach. Sorry. Oh, he's uh, he's fucking watching the show. What a prick. Yeah, <laughs> poor Tios. Uh, Hangover Burger. The Black Monday. Black Monday comic. Is that a uh, Warren Ellis thing? I think I have something he did. Black something. But uh, no, I just have like a shitload of comics piled up that I haven't read. But I did get this in the mail the other day and this is uh volume four of boy max immortal and i think uh we've talked about brat pack which is a real cool uh deconstruction of the superhero genre and uh it's pretty badass it's like most everything that rick beach does and again there's probably some tits in here so i can't uh can't show you a lot of the art but uh yeah he prints Publishes all his shit on his own now. Doesn't really do anything through companies. Uh, and this is good shit. Recommend it. Let's see what the fuck else I got here. God damn it, Tom. 
Uh, I started reading this the other day, Batman Death of the Family. And holy shit, the first issue is some kick-ass writing. They actually make the the Joker like a, not a fucking goofy-ass clown, but uh, like a killing motherfucker. And it's it's good, but it turns out like this is part of a whole big stupid ass event, you know, that goes into all the other Batman books. So I only read the first issue in here and then I had to order another volume so I can read the rest of the stories in order of how they came out. And uh, that's stupid when they do that shit, just publish the whole thing in one book. So pricks like me can read it, you know, all in one sitting or whatever. But uh, yeah, so this starts out good. Hopefully it stays good. Let's see. Tom is on his way back. He gets, uh, he had Jonathan Hickman. Yeah, his shit's pretty good. Black Monday Murders. I'll, I'll look that up, man. I'll uh, definitely order that shit. But, uh, so yeah, Tom's on his way back. He had enough paper and uh, hopefully didn't destroy the bathroom for the rest of the family and, you know, in case they need to go. Hopefully they're asleep. And he didn't wake them all up. Ah, good old Rick Veach in the Max Immortal saga. Ah, Hot stuff. Hot stuff, Joe. Calm before the storm, I think. So let's (laughs) let's talk about some tales from the crypt. I'm going to talk about this first one, Joe. Fuck you, because I'm not sure what happens really in the next one. (laughs) Uh... Oh, you're going to talk about this one? or Yes, what? sir. All right, go for it. Talk about Kidnapper. All right. So, mate, yeah, in this one, little Stevie Coogan, yeah, he plays some bloke who lives in a, in a, some store he owns. I think it's, I thought it was a hotel at first, but I guess it's just some kind of pawn shop. It, it looked not really like a fucking pawn shop or anything. Didn't really say what what kind of shop it was but uh he works there but before that we see uh stevie coogan with a little mauve band-aid on his nose yeah like he just got uh punched in the kisser yeah broke his nose maybe i don't know he sees uh sees a woman and a baby in a stroller yeah sees this says oh yeah yeah, my girlfriend, yeah. She, yeah, she just had a baby too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Picks up the baby, plays with him and stuff, you know. The the, the mother, she's just like, oh, this is kind of weird. This man's just playing with my baby and stuff. And then we hear the story of uh, how his girlfriend had a baby. She was a hobo, yeah. Came in very, very pregnant with uh, labor pains, which I thought she was all doubled over in pain like she was a, she was about to deliver the baby, yeah, but she's just trying to sell a bracelet. Bracelet, like that's a word. That's how they say it. It was a bracelet, though. That's how us Americans say it. Yeah, the Yanks, as they call us. Yeah. So uh, he was going to get about uh, 70 pounds for it, but instead he says, hey, hey Bert, how about you uh, keep the bracelet and uh, you can just uh, stay with me? Yeah, it's Christmas. No one should be alone. I'll push all the papers off the desk, yeah, and you could sleep on the desk and deliver the baby here, yeah. And then it flips to months later, yeah. She still hasn't had this fucking baby yet, even though she came in with labor pains and shit. But 
old Stevie Coogan still like, oh, bird, I, I love you. And she's just like, oh, that's gross. I told you we was just friends and I was just using you for a place to stay. Yeah. So she eventually has the baby. Yeah. And they act like a fucking married couple. And little Stevie Coogan, he's not liking it. He says, oi, this little fucking rug rat, he's getting in the way of me uh, dipping my wick in a, in a pussy hole, yeah? So uh, I'm going to have to get rid of this fucking baby so I can uh, so I can finally fuck her, yeah? So uh, he does this elaborate thing with some black markets, and uh, the baby gets kidnapped, yeah? And then, of course, the mother's all distraught at. She will call a hobo mom. So hobo mom's all distraught that the baby's gone, yeah? So he says, oh, I'm going to try and fuck her now while she's a crying mess when her baby just got stolen. It doesn't work out well. Hobo mom pushes him off and says, oi, little Stevie Coogan, don't you fuck me? I miss me baby, yeah? So he goes to the place that he sold the baby to, says, Oi, I want me baby back, baby back, baby back, ribs, yeah. And they say, no, little Stevie, that's already been placed. White babies are worth so much money, yeah. You can't get your baby back. So he gets punched in the fucking kisser. And that's where his fucking nose breaking. Now we're back where we were with little Stevie holding on to that baby he met at the park, yeah? And he says, Oi, all these babies look the same. I'll just run away with this one and tell Hobo Mom I got a baby back. So he tries to run away, yeah? But the black male market guy says, Oi, mate, I know you... Tr- Oh, mate, I know you were. <coughs> oh, mate, I know you were going to try something. So I'm going to punch you again and take this baby back and give it to the new mom. And it turns out, Joe, it was a one in a million chance. But the baby he was going to steal was actually the baby we gave away. Because the baby had a birthmark, which I didn't bring up at the beginning. But that was the old Henry. (laughs) He pulls the baby's pants down in the middle of the park. And it has the same birthmark. What a piece of shit. Would not recommend. In this episode is listening to you talk in that voice reviewing this episode. Uh, yeah, this sucked. I mean, the guy came on as a straight autism, so if that's what he was going for, he did a good job. But yeah, this episode just sucked. It was fucking terrible. Dumb. Yeah. Not good. No. Not. And what was the Crypt Keeper shtick in this one? Do you remember? He was playing tennis. He was playing tennis. That's right. <sighs> Just like the books. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the next episode, I don't remember the title of it, but... Uh, report from the grave. Okay, report from the grave. 
this guy and his girlfriend. Directed are... by William Malone of Fear.com and Masters of Horror. Well, that explains some. Uh, they're going into a crypt. Eh? This is a tale from the crypt. But uh, they're going into a crypt because he's got some... And it should be said, like, this is the first one that's actually from Tales from the Crypt. Right, yeah, because the last one Tom just talked about was from Shock Suspense Stories. Uh, so they go into this crypt, as I've said three times already, and he's got <laughs> a device that he's been working on that allows uh, maybe communication with the dead. So instead of just, you know, going to any fucking... Uh, you know, corpse or whatever. He uh, is trying to communicate with this guy that was a killer. That was a mass killer, like a true sadist. And he's been waiting on uh, on letters, response letters for for funding, so he can continue research. And he kind of thinks that uh, that his girlfriend there has been uh, hiding the letters because she finds one, he finds one in her bag. You know, thinks like she hasn't been sending this shit off for him. So she fucked him over. She's listening to the dead dude talk like, oh, there is something. He turns the thing all the way up. So she'll get mass communication with the guy. It kills her. It kills her. He goes in the asylum for a while. You know, it's going crazy, you know, because he feels like he killed his. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Let me back up a bit. He gets back and he gets all these acceptance letters. She had sent off all those letters, and now he's got all kinds of money to continue his research, but he's crazy now, because he's guilty and sad. And uh, his buddy comes and gets him out of asylum, so he said, well, fuck it, I'm going to bring her back. I'm going to communicate communicate with her. I'm going to get her body. And uh, really great makeup. <laughs> You can tell by Tom's laughter. Just make up the sucks. <laughs> like they took pancake batter and just poured it on this girl's face. Like, oh, she's a corpse. Oh, this is your average slapdash haunted house ghoul makeup. Yeah, it is shit. Uh, and he's seeing visions, too, of the, the killer and all that. And he brings them both back or something. And I don't know. He has to... Uh, he has to turn off the machine that he's using to bring her back because that this other killer ghost is following her. And uh, he does it. He's heartbroken and he kills himself. But that's okay because they're reunited in the afterlife. And this just absolutely sucked. Uh, just like the last one, this whole season of Tales from the Crypt is like just a fucking big waste of time. Uh, Crypt Keeper did a, a southern drawl. <laughs> Boy, did that suck! And trying to do two accents right. or voices combined into you know, one. Yeah, I thought about trying it. It's like, no, I can barely do his voice, but his voice doing some other fucking accent. No, that's not gonna work. Oh, hey, y'all and stuff. The only props I'll give to this episode is it had some tits in it. Okay, we finally get some nudity, like early episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Uh, but that's its only saving grace. This is. Uh, fuck this season. Yeah, fuck this it. was. It was it. It felt like a William Malone directed thing. 
like the way it was shot and the way it was directed. Excuse me. <laughs> if you're familiar with old Bill, then you'll fucking you'll be like, oh yeah, I can I can see that. There was a lot of fast twitchy fucking faces. Yeah. And shit. Very fear.com and yeah. This hasn't hasn't been good, but you know, that's I kind of knew. I'm a big Tales from the Crypt fan, and I was just like, when I got all these years and years and years ago, I was just like, yeah, I've never seen the the seventh season, so I'll, I'll watch that one first. And then, hee-hee, we traveled over to jolly old England. Nope, turn off. Let's go back <laughs> to season one and watch them all but that, or re-watch them all but that. But, yeah, fucking hell. Not not good, not even great. Uh I've always liked the final episode, Joe. Like the final episode of this season and the final episode all together. It's not a British one. So, but like it all it yeah, it always stuck out. It's like, yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes. And whew, we're almost there, Joe. Yeah. We're almost there. Not soon enough. Yep. But while I was on the old turlet, somebody said, Oi, are you guys going to do any more seasons of Tales from the Crypt? And yeah, after this, I'm going to go back and start watching the first season. I'll do another two episodes going forward or whatever. Joe, if you want to watch them too, that's up to you. But I do plan on making this a thing until they're till they're all watched we'll see we'll see i haven't decided what our our next venture <laughs> no i'm not saying it's i'm saying regardless of oh, that yeah, yeah. i know i get what you're I'm saying gonna, cool all right you know i don't know this may you know this may be too much for me tom <laughs> they're short that's cool what i can spot. say that's another saving grace is these are short episodes and shit yeah, even um, though we're watching two, it's really like we're just watching half a movie. Yeah. that's. A, I'm watching these, and like five minutes have gone by. I'm just like, oh, this really sucks. Well, at least it's almost over. I watched half a movie today that I don't know if I'm going to finish or not, so maybe I'll talk about it next week. Either way, I'll talk about it next week. But, uh, but Spider-Man's Tom. I read the wrong episode. Did you? I mean, well, I read the wrong issue, and then I went back and uh, you've read done the, the right one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, but I read the right one. Okay. I'm just going to let you know, next week sucks. All it's right, nothing. Well, <laughs> in uh, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man's, remember Fuck. last time. That's what you should have talked about. He was, uh, he was trapped between the Vulture and the Hitman. And uh, that's all this issue is, is him fighting the both of them. It has a pretty cool cover that I was going to show you on my phone. And then when we started recording, I can't show it on my phone, <laughs> on my fucking phone, you idiot. Uh, but it's a really cool cover and it's not considered one of the uh, iconic covers or whatever. Uh, but anyway, there's not much to the issue. It's just a lot of fighting, whatever. And more shit with Shashan. 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 Uh, anyway, Flash Thompson's uh, crush from Vietnam. 
you know, they go to the restaurant again and the guy again says, nah, she's not here. Get the fuck out of here. So they're really dragging this bullshit out. But in Amazing Spider-Man number, what are we on? 168? 168. But before that, African-American Pope. Yes, the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger directed episode. That was great. It has that fucking old guy. I can't remember his name. Lance Henriksen. No, he fucking looks like his nutsack, though. Joe but it's a, it's <laughs> Almost. But it's the episode where, like, the old guy's switching body parts with the young guy so the girl will like him. And the old guy talks like this. Like, if we go back and watch it, you'll know. I'm like, oh, Joe, it's the guy, the old guy with the nutsack in the voice. Black Pope talked about it. <laughs> Anyways, like I said, I'm just trying to bring up the chat stuff for the people. Right. Some interactivity. Yes. Yeah. An oddity. Somebody said, hey, something about the oddity. So shout out to you, Golga. That was from a while ago. Thank you. This is why we don't do the fucking chat stuff because it just fucking the train comes off the tracks. It does interrupt the flow of shit. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, Amazing Spider-Man 168, more bullshit with the shitty looking Spider Slayer and the Will of the Wisp. Uh, this is a guy that just his atoms are falling apart or something. And it turns out that's the professor that uh, the science guy that made the kangaroo and hammerhead that's kind of controlling the will of the wisp. And all you need to know is at the end, will of the wisps, Adams, they separate and he's supposedly dead. Well, he's so he was like, he's, uh, he set out to kill Spider-Man, yeah. but he can't do it because he wants that last shard of humanity. Yes. Uh, so the, uh, sac- I can't say he sacrifices himself, but he doesn't do it. And ends up turning into a fucking vampire pile of dust. The science guy, the bad science guy, he the gets prof. at the end. And he is uh, drawn kind of the way that uh, Robert Crumb draws himself in the comic. <sighs> so it's kind of weird. Fat uh, ass, giant tits. Yeah. Oh, and in uh, Peter Parker's Protector Spider, the Hitman got away. Vulture didn't. The Hitman did. Okay. But this issue of Amazing, one of the things that's significant that happens is uh, Peter Parker fucks Mary Jane in this issue. You know, she comes over, she's making some tea, and he says, nah, let's fuck. You know, doesn't come out and say that, but it is heavily implied, you know. So, yeah, this is uh, probably the first instance of this in a Spider-Man's comic, you know. There's a panel where... uh... Peter's smoking a cigarette and there's a speech bubble behind the wall that says, where's the towel? Uh-huh. I've been waiting five minutes. You told me you'd get it and I still haven't got it yet. And then there's a little thought bubble that says, fucking bitch. You have legs. Get up. <laughs> uh Oh, and then, I don't know, some shit with an envelope and pictures. He's trying to get the envelope back because Willow the Wisp thinks it's more important than it actually is. Yeah. But it's not. It's just something that 
has to do with next Spider week's clones. terrible issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this uh, another not good issue. That's all right. They've all been terrible, Joe. <laughs> no need to say this one sucked a dick, too. It does. They're, at least they're consistent. Yeah. <laughs> at least they're all pretty bad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> hey, Joe. What actually is a list? Hmm. I guess that's a question for the ancients, Tom, or people much wiser than us. Oh, uh, shit. But I've been known to like a list on occasion, especially a list that we've already done before. <laughs> yeah. So you wanted to circle back, as they say, and go over our favorite mascots and at number five I have Mr. Peanut who is a uh, dapper peanut because he has a monocle and a top hat Joe his pronouns are Mr. because <laughs> he's got a cock and identifies as someone who should have a cock. Right. Joe, my number five is the Globochem mascot, Pit Pat. Pit Pat. Pit Pat. Hmm. From Globochem. I'm not familiar with that. Thank you. My number four, Tom, is Eddie. The mascot for Iron Maiden. Uh, Yeah, I always thought he was a cool-looking character. They've had him in several uh, uh, interpretations. You know, he's a cyborg at one point, or he's a pharaoh, or he's like a revolutionary soldier. (laughs) Old Eddie. Joe, my number four is the Milwaukee Beers mascot from Basketball. He's a keg of beer, you see, and the mascot's costume is built with a piss bag. So the old twist at the bottom of the keg, because it's an old barrel-style keg, is actually a place for him to release the piss so he doesn't have to take the costume off during games, you see. It's a good side joke. Mm. Yes. At number three, Tom, I have the Frito Bandito, who was the mascot for Fritos from Frito Lay. And he would steal Fritos because he was Mexican. I remember this list now. Yes. <laughs> Because I remember hearing you say this guy, and where else would he have popped up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe, my number three. You know, Bud Light's got a pretty hot broad as their mascot now. Mm-hmm. But back in my day, the mascot was so cool, Joe. It's Spuds McKenzie. Fuck. Rest in peace, Spuds McKenzie. You've been dead for decades. 
Mm. At number two, I have Murray from <laughs> from the Dio albums. We graced the graced the cover of a few albums, and we even learned more about him in the Holy Diver comic book that came out two years ago. Good shit. And I even got a dolly of Murray <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I watched, uh, it was last night or the night before, the Holy Diver live in England somewhere DVD. And surprised you're not a Star Wars fan, Joe, because Dio <laughs> sure was. I think so. All that Lord <laughs> of the Rings shit and all that, yeah. Joe, well, my number two is the mascot for the band Dio. You see, you learn all about him in a comic book that was released two years ago, and we both bought a dolly of him. And it's old Murmur or Merlishulis, whatever the fuck they said his fucking full name is when <laughs> they just started adding fucking lore to it after the fact. Yep. <laughs> Was drawn a lot better in the earlier days, I'll tell you that. I agree. Putting ghost ridering him up. What the fuck yeah. is this? Can't say the last more frequent shit that's come out has looked good at all. Mm-hmm. You keep it in the shadows. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't really know if it's a cat creature or not. This new stuff where they're making him look like a cat man. Yeah. It's supposed to be like in the shadows, more of an ominous figure, kind of ambiguous. Wholeheartedly agree. Mm. At number one, Tom, I have the super party animal (laughs) known as Spuds McKenzie. He's so cool. Rest in peace, Spuds. Uh, We hardly knew you, but you were a good doggo. It's weird Bud Light always picks mascots with big red dicks. Uh. (laughs) Joe, my number one is the year that Arlen High, the Longhorns, had somebody to wear that costume who stood for it and who loved it, and that was Bobby Hill of King of the Hill fame. Uh. When he was the mascot for his school. And those, again, were our favorite mascots. Join us next week when we will have yet another list, which is yet to be determined. Fuck! I was about (laughs) ready to write, too. Yep. (laughs) Anyways, thanks for joining us. Uh... We got some bonus boy gob this week. If you're a Venture Brothers fan, I fucking watched the new Venture Brothers movies and then stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning fucking around with the camera trying to get it to focus. So the third try, I had an in-focus shot, and that was about 3 o'clock in the morning then. But, Joe, we're almost at a 1,000 views with, like, fucking... People actually commenting on it, replying to each other's comments. So that was fucking weird. Holy shit. I know. 
So uh, thanks to everybody who checked that out. And we got a few subscribers from that. I doubt they stuck along this time. But uh, I should get the uh, Venture Brothers Blu-ray in the mail this week. And uh, maybe I'll talk about it on the show. Maybe I'll do another fucking bonus thing about the DVD. Because I, I know you don't give a good goddamn. Sure fucking don't. So, there we go. Anyways, dwnproductions.net, masks, bus, props, custom work. Uh, I want to say I'm booked up till mid-August. There's a couple people that I said, yeah, hit me up fucking mid-August and custom work. Maybe. But Houston Horror Film Fest, that's coming up. That's going to be my last show for the year. So after that, I should have more time to do that. If you ordered a Lucha mask, they should be shipping this week. If you ordered a custom Lucha mask, the two of you, those will be shipping tomorrow. JR's watching. Your shit's going out tomorrow, mate. I appreciate you and such, yeah? So that's all going. Uh, the Lucha mask in one or two pieces are going off the site next week. I'll post that tomorrow on the Facebook page, what pieces are leaving. So if you want them, which you don't, there will be your heads up. So, uh, yeah, dwnproductions.net. Give me all your fucking money. Uh, just don't buy anything. Just give me your fucking money, for real. I'm sick of working. Thank you. Uh, Fastcustomshirts.com <laughs> here. Uh, hey, we're busy. We're real busy, but... Uh, Still, if you got custom work you need done, send it our way, and we'll accommodate you. We'll uh, see what we can do. And uh, you can go to the website, choose from a lot of shirts, a lot of shirts on there, and uh, place your orders, get them in. I've still been going through the website and slowly raising those prices on those $10 shirts. So hit those up if you can, when you can, and uh, whatever. Everybody, hope you have a fantastic week. Hope uh, you don't get fucking uh, your dick played with like a chi- by a Chinese guy like I'm about to. But hey, we'll all laugh about it next week. And unless he grabs my... Oh, this is very serious. No joking matter. And then we'll come back and joke about it. So everybody, have a great fucking week. Better than I... Excuse me. Maybe not so much better than Joe, but hey, whatever. Boy, God.